sake. Hi there and welcome back to the FFS podcast. This is episode number 3 of this very special Euro series that we began since the Euro started. For episode number 3, we're going to do a reaction plus review of the match between Spain and Sweden. Uh it the team that I support against another very underrated team, one a team that made it to the quarterfinals in the World Cup and I can't wait to see how the match has gone. The previous two reviews, if you reviews and reactions, if you haven't seen that, please go check them out. It's either on YouTube or on our audio podcast. You can check that out there. We reacted to Turkey and Italy, and we reacted to England versus Croatia. Uh, decent games, not the most fun ones, but hoping this one third times the charm, and uh, we, you know, get an exciting match out here. So to help me review and to react to this particular game, we've got two guests on this. podcast slash video so if you're listening to this on the audio podcast before we get to introductions i'll probably tell you a format that we're going to be following just in case you're joining us for the first time for this series so on the audio podcast you will only hear the pre-match build up the half time review and the full time review with my guests and on the youtube channel in the video format you'll only find our reactions so you know you could probably have them side to side when this when it's been uploaded and probably listen to the pre match first then watch our first half half time review second half probably do it that way that that'd be best i know it's slightly complicated but i mean it'll be fun that way but if you want to do it your way that's also fine so let's start with introductions and we'll we've got one guest who's been on the podcast before and one ffs newbie so we'll start with in alphabetical order so let's start with eric eric once again welcome to the podcast and why don't you tell us a bit about yourself Yeah, thanks for having me again, Pradyum. It was always enjoying to make this podcast with you, and so I'm glad that I can uh, be here once again. For all the folks out there that listen or viewing us afterwards, I'm Eric. I'm 22 years old from the Leipzig area in Germany, in Saxony, to be exact. And yeah, I'm a huge fan of RB Leipzig and supporting yeah a little bit, a little bit Sweden because of Forsberg. which is a very good player and yeah I'm looking forward to the game tonight and hopefully it will be good. You know the first time you said I want to be in for the Spain versus Sweden match I just said yes and then I don't know it took me a day or so to realize wait a minute you're from Germany why the hell are you supporting Sweden and then I kind of made the connection with Forsberg but then I I didn't message you and you you didn't mention I I can completely understand your sentiments with that. And next we move on to Kiati Kiati welcome to the podcast and why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Um hi I'm Kyati I'm 19 years old from Mumbai India I am currently um uh, pursuing like I am on YouTube as KC7 where I review and uh, analyze like regular football matches and I am I've been a Real Madrid supporter since the time I started started following football around 7 8 years ago and uh, Spain has only been recent but yeah I think like that's about it Awesome and we'll definitely put your uh, YouTube channel link in the description as well on both so that people can check check it out as well as on the post. All right, so let's start with the pre-match build up, all right? The formations have been out, but before we get to that, I want to ask you how excited or how great the atmosphere is. So Eric, let's let's get from you. Let's hear from you first. So I know you in Germany and Germany itself are playing in the Euros so there's a different atmosphere there but how excited are you for this first game for Sweden 
a little bit excited, but not too much because I know um, maybe it's this um, first game uh, feeling because um, there are two other games that Sweden can win afterwards, this Spain game. And yeah, I also know that Spain is a tough team with very good players, so they can probably be difficult and dangerous tonight. So yeah, I think it will be maybe a draw or... Nevertheless, a win would be a very surprising for Sweden, I think. They have also a good team, but at my point of view, not that quality that they could beat Spain if they haven't have a not-so-good day. Yeah. Right, definitely. And Kiati, how are you feeling right now? Obviously, Spain's once again back in the Euros, you know, the past yeah. few years haven't been that great for them in international tournaments ever since that... You know, I started watching Spain since 2008 and 2008, 2010, 2012 were the golden years for Spain. You know, I just like yeah. was right because we won everything in the international space. But since then, it's been a rough ride. So, but how excited are you that, you know, Spain is back playing international football? You know, honestly, I have like a very positive feeling about this team and just, you know, just the form we are in and how we played in the friendlies as well and just, you know, everything all together. I have a very positive feeling and especially about this game, we have the upper hand and it's going to be a great boost start and I am positive, I think. Right. Awesome. For me, as, as a Spain supporter, I was... I'm excited, but I'm also slightly cautious because when the first squad came out, when Luis Enrique put out yeah, his first yeah. squad, I was pissed. For the first, for one reason is because he had 26 people to put out. He only put 24, which I don't know whether that's a counting mistake or not. And the second is the fact that he somehow omitted Sergio Ramos, their captain of all people. I mean, how do you omit a captain? And he then left out. Nacho Fernandez, who I thought would have been a good backup, and he chose Eric Garcia and Amrik Laporte. Laporte, I was okay with, but you can't use Laporte as the same excuse. Uh, you know, saying that if you're not picking Sergio Ramos because he's played fewer games, you can't choose Laporte, who's played only six games more, and say he's played enough. So I, I was really pissed off. But for me, I think in terms of, I'm excited because the squad that we have. I think there are a lot of youth players, youngsters out there. Um, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of players who, I think for them, this is probably their first international tournament. So I'm quite excited to see how they cope up with that pressure. And all right, let's move to formations because we're kind of discussing that right now. So, Kiati, from Spain's point of view, there are obviously a lot of youngsters. The front three, except for Morata, looks quite exciting with Ferran Torres, Danny Olmo. The, yeah. A few probably weird picks like no Thiago especially in the midfield you know how are you feeling with all of that um actually you know as far as the midfield is concerned I'm actually very excited to see Benji be one of the youngsters who hasn't played yet and as far as Thiago's decision is concerned I am really not surprised with you know I'm I really love Spain but I do not support our manager at all because as you mentioned again the decisions he took while selecting the squad as a real budget fan I, <laughs> I am so hurt and so angry for this season and uh, it, it, it took me quite a while to you know accept the fact that you know to live with a manager I don't like and then also support Spain at the same time so yeah. I am not surprised at this, at this point I do not understand what he's trying to do with the squad 
squad he selected and again with the lineup i think the lineups are fairly okay i guess like probably the midfield one of the players but other than that i am okay and edgy uh, you know is one of like the youngsters to look out for uh, for the entire tournament as a matter of fact and what you said lorente and all i think you know have been have been in great form so i think like yeah let's ramos an expected lineup with you know at least forsberg glass and all these guys there but what do you make of it yeah it looks um as i see it now pretty good i have to open uh, yeah it's a 442 which is pretty good choice of jana amosson and it will be fun to watch um especially the midfield with forsberg ekdal olsen larsen is pretty experienced for the team and um, uh, for this uh, current competition what could be tough is the the forward section with Isaac and Berg which is yeah i mean isaac is a very promising talent i mean isaac is a very promising player to see i mean i'm quite excited to see how he plays for sweden and he was one of the players i i put out there for like one of the players to watch out for especially for sweden i think he's got he's got a lot of promise there but for you i mean it's going to be fun right because you got uh, two rb leipzig players you got forsberg for sweden you got danny olmo for spain it's going to be fun to see how which leipzig player <laughs> pops up <laughs> yeah definitely uh, awesome all right and uh, i think we we'll, we we'll probably just do i mean i don't know do you want to do predictions or do you want to let me know how the how you think the game will go about so eric you know i'm for sweden right now um but i think it will be um uh, maybe two to draw a draw is for me the best result because um yeah. i'm then surprised that sweden wins but nevertheless not uh, very pissed when they lose and it'll be a good start for sweden like you mentioned i think spain and sweden are probably the bigger two teams in this particular group the other ones are slovakia and poland i think so it would be decent but i think these two teams could really fight it out Uh, okay, so I'll just give my predictions first. I think it could be like a two-one win for Spain. Full involvement from Olmo, Lorente, and Isaac from Sweden. And uh, as far as the game is concerned, I'm expect I'm expecting like a lot of at, at least our defense. Like I probably a lot of defensive work because I personally like really like Alba a lot and does have two defenders in my fantasy. So I really want our defense to do very well. But yeah. uh, other than that, I think Spain is going to dominate at least between sixty to seventy percent of the game. Fair enough. I think in terms of the numbers, Sweden have got more in midfield with four there versus Spain's three. But it, I guess, depend on how well Spain can press the ball and how. See, I don't mind Luis Enrique's tactics. Like I've seen him before; he had that issue yeah. with personal issue when he left. I was very excited with the team back then. In terms of what he chose, I was not very excited. But I am still yeah. kind of keen to see how we play. For me, talking about fantasy, I had Gerard Moreno as striker. I should have thought better. I should have known he was going to play Morata there, yeah. which I. <laughs> I just really don't like. <laughs> he misses so many opportunities and makes me so mad. But 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I hope it's going to be interesting. I've said that for the past two games, it's not been the greatest of first halves. I hope this one lives up to the expectation. And yeah, I think we're moments away from the start of the game. So we'll probably end the pre-match build-up here. And to those of you listening to this on the audio podcast, I think the next time you hear from all of us, we'll be doing the halftime review. So I'll catch you all then. See you. Alright, so welcome back now to the podcast and this is the halftime review. So, I don't know how you're watching this, so you probably have maybe watched the first half and know what's happened. It's It was quite an entertaining game, but at the end of the day, it was quite frustrating. It's still Spain nil, Sweden nil, and we're going to talk about that now. So, Eric, let's t- get your thoughts first. As a Sweden fan who's probably had to watch your team weather uh, the storm for a good 30 minutes at least out of the 45 minutes. So, what did you make of it? Yeah, looking out quite at the statistics, it's horrible as fuck. Uh, it's 16% ball possessing for Sweden. Um, and <laughs> Spain bad. has 84. Uh, so, it's quite a little bit yeah, embarrassing what I showed. Um, to look uh, at the chances, it's from both teams horrible. And... It could have been 1-0, 1-1 in whatever direction. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, talking... Like, you may be embarrassed by 16% possession. I think we are yeah. embarrassed with 84 and having nothing. Exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, you know, what is the point of having that 84% possession when your when Sweden's shots on target are 1 and Spain's shots on target are 3? Like, what is the point? And the goals ultimately are zero. Like, what are we doing with 84% possession if ultimately we don't have to score? It's yeah. so much more disappointing here. Yeah. But, Kiati, uh, how, how did you make... In terms of at least the attacking intent was there from Spain. That you can yeah. give them. They have created chances. Chances can be missed. We know all know how football is. But that Porata chance, like... Morata is... Absolute shit. I don't really like disrespecting players like this, but after what he has done, at least in the first half, I don't know what else to say, and I don't see any other word that word that can describe him better. But we we were lucky in also a few minutes later when Isaac kind of missed that. Yeah, almost. Isaac, yeah. Isaac missed the thing, and we were like, oh, thank God. But Eric, I mean, to those of you. I think you should really watch the reaction just for Eric's expressions, okay? Because <laughs> it is kind of like he was he was like watching the game and it felt like deja vu all over again because every five minutes or so it was Spain, Sweden have the ball, Sweden blocked the ball, Spain has the ball, Spain are attacking, Spain have the chance, Spain have lost the chance. <laughs> okay. Repeat. So, but Eric, what does Anderson tell his players now for the second half more of the same or how does he tell him to go attack pain more i think he will make some changes uh make some changes because i um, he can't be uh very pleased with the performance of the team um the few chances which pain had um sweden can be lucky that they didn't score the goal and bottle the the these gifts sweden gave to them so Anderson will have to 
think about it in the whole time. What can I improve in the team? Um, what can I improve, especially in the defense? And I think the important thing for uh, Sweden is not to give in on the on the thought that they could win over Spain today because as we see a performance in the first half, that's absolutely not possible in this uh, in this form the team is in the moment. Um, they have to focus on securing this draw with getting into a better defense structure and then it will work. But when I was honest and I wouldn't give in on the fact that it's still possible to score a goal, I would secure the defense to the if, point. If this half had ended 1-0 to Sweden with 16% possession, I would have lost it. I would have literally been get lost right now. Yeah. But I would it honestly be very surprised also if that would have happened. Like at this point, even though good Spain teams all the chances, but I'm so disappointed at the end Talking about Spain right now, Luis Enrique, does he tell his team to continue the attack? Because we are creating chances time and time again. But yeah. do you see some substitution being made sooner than later? Like with Morata coming off, maybe Moreno playing or something like that? Or how long yeah. does he persist with this team, with this current squad that's playing on the pitch right now? I think at least, you know, any between the right senses would sub Murata off at this point, seeing how disastrously he has performed this entire half. And I am expecting that to happen at least. And as you mentioned, I think with Murata, he puts in Moreno and, you know, that should be good. And plus, even Thiago needs to play in the second half. So, though the material is doing okay, it's not bad, but, you know, Thiago, I think he has played form. So, I think he could be an addition to squad and, um, Plus, I really want to see Astro Feta play the defense too because I personally, I'm a very big fan of him and you know, seeing how he has been in Chelsea throughout, like, I really like him. So, at least, but at least as of now, the main substitution will be this Morata out. And uh, I'm just like, only hoping to see that happen at this point. Yeah, it took me a while to realize that Llorente was actually playing as a right-back and fine, he was switching a lot yeah. with Koke and that was nice to see. But I think having Aspilicueta who's played at the right-back position could probably have, you could push up Llorente in the midfield yeah, maybe, yeah. get get a little he's more. Because, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, Rodri's been okay. Koke's been surprisingly quite forward. Pedri's been... Yeah kind of been difficult on the wing but I mean it's going to be interesting I hope as long as the team start to be clinical we're going to be it's going to be fun if you're going to see this anymore the next time you see us probably in our next reaction video I'm going to be bald probably because it's going to it's going to be tearing my hair out seeing these missed chances probably Eric's also going to be doing the same but yeah and I think I mean just watching that first half I could just picture the podcast thumbnail with all of us guys are just tearing our hair out or just looking like yeah. that. so if you if you're seeing that obviously you're seeing this after the game happens so if you if that's the thumbnail then you know probably know have good ideas to what's happened so all right i guess we've got a few minutes before the second half starts so i think that's about it for this halftime review we'll catch you all post-match for the post-match review or full-time review so i think you should head out now to the youtube channel to kind of check out the second half but if you've already watched the second half and you watched this reaction video already, then you probably know what the ending is and you you can just skip over to the post-match review. So until then, I'll catch you all soon. See you. For fuck's sake. 
What's up, everybody, and welcome now to the post-match review. Um, so I, you've probably heard the pre-match build-up, you've heard the halftime review, and here we are post-match. It is still Spain nil, Sweden nil, and I'm saying this with through gritted teeth because it was such a frustrating second half as well. I think we can all admit to that. It's probably a good point for Sweden, not the best points for Spain, but we get more thoughts on that from Kiati and Eric. So, Eric, let's get your thoughts first, because this is a good point for Sweden, given that, you know, the other groups, other teams in the group are relatively weaker. So, what did you make of this game as a whole, though? Yeah, as you mentioned before, um, it's probably a point for Sweden, but to say it clear, they had enough chances um, in the second half, and I never uh, thought I would say this before I saw that um, to score the goal, um, the winning goal. Yeah, it would have been an undeserved win, but they had enough chances like Spain did. So it is quite, uh, yeah, Anderson and the team squad can be glad that they have had a good defense with not making many mistakes, but the mistakes they did had clearly um, the danger of a difficult impact, uh, which could have led to go, but did not happen, fortunately. So, yeah. Uh, it, um, it's weird because st- in, in terms of yeah. like the first half and the second half, you both in the in both halves, you did have one almost like point blank range goal, which you missed. Um, but yeah, I mean, go ahead. I just wanted to bring that similarity that you know, there was that. Yeah, so Green can live with that point very good. Spain, um, yeah, maybe too, because um, they are clearly the two strongest teams in the group um, with Slovakia and Czechia uh, and Poland. Um, Poland maybe comes um, quite a bit stronger in the next two games, uh, but yeah, it's... Um, Slovakia was the easiest opponent from Sweden is um, a little bit average and uh, yeah, Spain could be the death point for them if they manage to bottle it against Sweden again um, or maybe the place Spain next, I don't know. Yeah, so it will be important for both teams to secure their points quite early yeah. to get through the through to the um, next uh, round uh, to the first KO round, so yeah, that's that's all for me. I have to say for now, it was a frustrating game to watch. Um, it, it was partly good, but uh, chances both teams bottled made it a little bit horrific. So yeah. yeah, in terms of a reaction, it was pretty awesome because we all reacted crazily to each of those missed chances but we just wish yes. we would have been a lot more goals rather than only misses that we were reacting to for Spain like a point's a point but it's not the greatest of games I mean it's, it's at all at all it's like yeah. uh, again as you started um, this uh, podcast with saying you know quoting Marino what the fuck is the point of having all this possession if ultimately you know this is how you play but I'm not surprised this is how Barca's style of playing is and you know I honestly wasn't expecting anything too different with the way they played but the only disappointment is finally, you know, not converting any goals and the number of chances they missed. And it's like, it just, it just seemed like, you know, a pointless turmoil going through like, I mean, going through a pointless for like 90 minutes. And 
and I very strongly believe Morada doesn't deserve a place in this team mm. at all. And I think all of us are on the same page here. He just, I mean, this is not the kind of performance that we find we get, you know, players of bad days or whatever, etc. Cetera, et cetera. You, can, you can make a mistake, you can make like, you know, a mistake or something like that. But playing for, your, playing for your national team and on an international forum like this and missing the kind of chances he did, not once, not twice. And, you know, we saw all the times it was just very disappointing, very frustrating. And I'm just, I'm, I'm at my, my entire energy and, uh, what do you say, excitement and enthusiasm is absolutely gotten drained seeing this match because uh, we could have done better. We did have the chances. We did. It's like, it's just, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I can, I can understand the sentiment. I'm, I'm just right now. I just want to go and sleep and probably forget about Why? all those missed chances, <laughs> all those times Eric just went berserk, celebrating things when we thought that, all right, it was going to be a goal, and then ended up in utter disappointment again. But I think, yeah, it's in a way. I'm just glad that we didn't lose. I am yeah. even. I'm sad though that. If we didn't convert, I'm more I'm more angry than I am sad. But it's it's a point gained, I suppose. And we'll I think we have to see now. I, I'm guessing, like Eric mentioned, Poland might be easier. But again, in terms of opponents, we always knew Spain were going to be the top dog in this group. But if we're not going to be converting our chances, I think we we'll just end up drawing with everyone. Defense might be okay, but we just end up drawing with everyone. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I don't know, Eric. What do, what more do we have to say? It's it's not like we could discuss any goals. We can't discuss. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let let's let's talk about who you think was your standout player of the match. Who did who do you think probably stood out for you from either team, if anyone? For me, none player. To be honest, they were all quite average. Um, quite yeah. If I had to name one player, which I must name, then I would clearly say Olsen. He definitely had one of the best games in terms of the yeah, number yeah. of uh, saves that he made. And some of the saves that he made were insane. Uh, yeah, it is Olsen. Yeah, yeah. That is, yeah. yeah, Olsen. You know, yeah, Olsen. Um, yeah, Olsen is definitely standing out. Um, if I must name a player, because he made most of the parades um, when... Spain come uh, came into the Swedish goal area, so maybe him, but nevertheless, another player because um yeah, as I mentioned before, they were all average, and it was not a good game from all, to be honest. I think in terms of defense, also like the Swedish defense did do well, but I also felt yeah, that yeah. at 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 times they did allow Spain to have those opportunities. So it's not the best. I think the keeper by far stood out for me. Also, yeah, same. Yeah, I think from Spain, maybe you would. I I can't really put for any, but maybe Pedri had a chance. Or Alba was decent sometimes. Yeah, uh, even Koke. Yeah, Koke had a decent game. Uh, and yeah. you really wouldn't expect him to be a lot more attacking, but he did. So at least, he, mm-hmm. you know, there were some small sparks here and there. But I can't say for the ne- full ninety minutes that someone really had this, you know, insane game. But I think yeah, the Swedish Koke Olsen would probably get my Player of the Match award. I think to stop those goal scoring opportunities, those headers, you can sit down there and applaud. 
one of those days where those goalkeepers become prime but yeah. whoever you want to call it prime noyer prime prime yashin prime whoever you want to call it it's just crazy okay also and uh, kiari what do you expect now from spain i think the who's the next match we play i think it's poland right we i think we're playing poland next so are we hoping that enrique makes changes this time yeah well the say the, the only change i expect is not playing morata at all and uh, also i think i think like the defense did a fairly decent great job in spain like i think everybody else was okay like i have no complaints from anybody honestly the midfield was fine the defense was fine and you know alba petri coke rodri also lorente also like all of them played very decently well so other than like the attack i don't know what to like say about it or what to do because i i don't know who you know would be able to convert shots like this I, i don't know like the only thing i have is like the only change needs to make a sort of morata at all and probably you know work up a different attack so you know we'll, let me yeah i think like that's it uh fair enough uh eric reden do we foresee much changes or do you think you'd probably go with a similar squad later on yeah maybe Anderson has a little bit of change because um we might not forget that um offense today was um not pretty good um yeah it could also be um the fact that the uh, Spanish midfield was good also so they neutralized themselves each other but I think Anderson has to change the uh, the offense a little bit defense maybe too um but yeah it should be fine for the next game I think Yeah and I probably is also I guess a cautious approach from Sweden today because you know like we all mentioned yeah. it's, a, it's a good point for them and yeah it was clearly that and I mean you did have to I think Isaac should maybe he I mean this match may not have been the best but I'm sure he'll cause a lot of trouble for any defense come he's quite an exciting talent and I can't wait to see how it goes All right so I guess that's the that's all the time we have unfortunately we can't discuss any goals or any sort of magic moments because there weren't many there weren't any there was just a lot of frustration yeah. and I think it's best that we call it a time for that and try and for, put this behind us hakuna matata as they say so let's call it a day uh thank you kiari and eric for being on this podcast and being on this watch along i hope you had a lot of fun and thank you so much Yeah I can't wait to host you in the near future whether it be for similar such watch alongs if we do them ever in the in season 3 or if uh, you know for our normal podcast where we kind of talk about your clubs in greater detail yeah so thanks once again and yeah good night good night thanks so much good night thanks all right and to those of you who've been listening to this podcast that's about it for episode number 3 which is Spain versus Sweden in this very special FFS Euro series. I'll catch you all for episode 4 where we'll talk about France versus Germany with two other guests. So until then, you stay safe and see you.